Activate your personal shield and gear trade to level 3 because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. In this episode, we're going over how DICE used real props and locations for Battlefront. We also have tons of new Death Star DLC news, and we're also going to be having a discussion on the best hero in Star Wars Battlefront. Let's get started. Let's go through the news a little bit. So DICE was at a game developers conference, and they did this whole hour-long feature about how they used real props and locations for the assets in Star Wars Battlefront. So they would take like 12 pictures in different locations around the object to capture every single angle possible of the objects. And then they'll run that through a program. It'll splice everything together. They also use this in Battlefield 4, which I find pretty cool. One of the reasons they didn't do 100% of Battlefront through this is because some of the things wouldn't scan in properly because it's so shiny, it would uh, glare or something like that. So they would actually take in other props, say maybe some of the pants were looking kind of weird, so they would actually use in-game footage to even everything out. What do you think about that, Sam? It seems pretty cool. Pretty cool concept to scan things in from real life into a video game. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's so cool that they were able to do this for Battlefront. I mean, they actually got to go to Lucasfilm and get all of the props in. Like, I'm going to be so amazed once the Death Star DLC comes out because they will have access to all of the different Death Star props. And I think they're using the first Death Star. So they'll be able to scan in the actual Death Star prop to to do that. That is going to be so awesome because the prop is actually a really big miniature a really big miniature does not make sense, by the way. It does not make sense. Well, it is, I'd say it's around five or six feet in diameter. So it is pretty big. Kind of like the things they did in Lord of the Rings. Yes, a lot like that. They're going to take these pictures, scan those into the engine, then render everything, and is going to be as authentic as they possibly can make it. And that is going to be awesome. And a bunch of the images they had on here were the blasters. I mean, when you look at the blasters, you definitely can tell the detail that they put into those because they look almost identical. And some of them do look identical to the movie counterparts. And it's really cool, it seems. And I did see the um, Death Star prop in one of the Star Wars Force Awakens special features. So I do know how it looks. That, that special feature Sam's talking about, the Lucasfilm archives is basically like a museum. And some people, I think you could actually go on a tour to throughout the ages of Star Wars and see everything. And that, I hope to do that one day. That is awesome. Speaking of the Death Star, let's go on to the news. We've got tons of news for the Death Star DLC. So Sam, would you like to go over the first bit of news? Yes, I will, Sage. Death Star DLC will most likely launch on September 20th for season pass holders and in October for everyone else. Yeah, we were already thinking this. Um, this the news side of that I got this off of, they were surprised that they've never heard of Battlefront's uh, plan for past DLCs. Usually when DICE says it'll be out somewhere like, uh, what was the uh, Outer Rim? When did that come out? Late March. Um, late, late, late March, and then it came out in April for everyone. Then the Bestman DLC was supposed to come out in, what was it, July? It came out in June for season pass holders. So it it's definitely cool. The, the one bit of news that I find surprising about this is September 20th. 
So from the past uh, different rumors that we've gotten throughout the time that the DLCs have been coming out, they've always been true. Like in July, it was supposed to come out at a certain time, and it, it did come out on one of the three specified times because they were they were speculating because it usually launches on a Tuesday, which is kind of surprising because according to this one developer, they all launch all their stuff on Thursdays. <laughs> like that's why the skirmish came out on Thursday for some reason. They were they were trying to make up their tracks on it coming out on a Thursday instead of a Tuesday. I think the reason for that is that they had to delay it a little bit just because it was so broken before that they needed more time and that three days got it to where they could actually launch it. I'm still waiting for the next patch for Skirmish because it needs it desperately. What do you think about this news, Sam? I'm pretty hyped up for it. September's not very long. A month from... It should be a month from now. We should be getting it. We'll be able to play the Death Star DLC. I'm so happy that we have the season pass. There's going to be a lot of Easter eggs in this DLC. Definitely. I hope we see Obi-Wan's cloak on the ground somewhere or so, some little nods. Maybe they've got the Stormtrooper helmets in a certain room where Luke and Han took them off. That would be pretty cool. I hope we get different costumes for him. Like Luke, I hope we get a Stormtrooper or the the original costume for him where he's got the belt and then the like this the cloak that he wears and then han we have the original han costume and then leia i hope she has the the dress that she wears in it yeah because they have not revealed that at all in the games and it was rumored a while ago that the bounty hunter costume for leia was going to come out with the outer rim but we did not get that but i hope since it's focusing on just one dlc we'll be able to get something like that Now, another interesting little news snippet that I found. We will be be having a double score weekend sometime soon. As always, DICE and EA don't specify when the time is exactly. Sometimes they just release it out of the blue with no special occasion. So just be prepared. Make sure you sign into Battlefront on Friday to make sure that uh, you're not missing out on a double score weekend. I, I bought a bunch of stuff on the game, upgrading some of the vanilla content, getting some more charges. So we're back at 85,000 credits. We were almost at 100,000. So we still, we really need that right now. And that, this would be a perfect time for a double score weekend to come out. So you're prepping for the Death Star DLC to come out, getting all your credits ready so you can buy everything new in that. Yeah, so I've been doing for the last month or so. When the Bestman came out and I bought everything. What, what do you think about the news that a double score weekend is coming out coming soon do you think that's true or do you think it's just some like rumor that someone sprouted out should be true last time was when the bestman came out for everyone yeah it is due time for a season uh, a double score weekend and they usually launch like there's a double score weekend every month usually hopefully and then the other piece of this kind of like a rogue one Death Star DLC news. Two months after the Death Star DLC, the Rogue One DLC will be released. I find that surprising. Um, I don't think it's going to launch then. Hopefully it will because uh, in the Star Wars celebration, they said that you'll be able to watch the movie Rogue One and then go home and play the DLC. So that means it will launch in December with the movie. Hopefully that's not just for season pass owners, but it's for everyone so you can go watch the movie and get pumped up and then go play 
Generso in the DLC. So I'm hoping that it's true that it will launch in two months. And hopefully, if they are doing this right now, they are most likely working on the Death Star and the Rogue One DLC right now. They would have to or else they wouldn't have time, right? Yeah. I also have some news. It's Kenny Baker died recently. Oh, yeah. Kenny Baker, the actor that was in and R2-D2. R2-D2. He died recently. Like, Mark Hamill posted yeah. this cool thing where he's in the R2-D2 suit. It's really cool. Rest in peace, Kenny Baker. Now, the last Death Star DLC news that we've gotten is the Death Star is supposed to be a completely different DLC with types of gameplay we have not seen in Battlefront EA. It better be different because I'm not paying for a same Bespin DLC reskin. So what this leads what this leads me to believe is that we will have space battles. Because we have not seen space battles, or technically we could rank it as space battles. Dogfights. Flyer Squadron, yeah. But hopefully this means that we'll have space battles and ground combat in the same game mode, which I'm hoping for. Which leads me to believe that the that it will be happening. It's also supposed to be a darker game mode not seen in uh, Battlefront EA. It's another nod to it being in space because space is pretty dark in the Star Wars universe. So hopefully we'll be able to see some like cool different like constellations kind of like in Battlefront 2 where they've got the big galaxies full of bursts of colors everywhere. That would be cool. What do you think, Sam? It would be really awesome. What do you think this means? The um, different kind of game mode, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, probably space battles. Maybe you can get out of the Death Star and go in a spaceship, right? Yeah, like I'm during the battle. I'm hoping that is it. Not just like different waves, but like maybe they will have a first wave where everyone's on the the Death Star. Maybe a second wave where they're all in space. And then a third wave where you can choose whether or not you are in a spaceship or on the ground. Which That's what I'm hoping for. Now... Which is the best hero? I'm going to say Nian right now. Nian. Why do you think Nian's the best hero? Because he has a quickfire uh, pulse cannon, which reloads super fast. Uh, that is one of my favorite things about him, and his turret. His turret is all good. I mean, he's not the best for 1v1ing heroes, per se, but probably in Walker Salt, game modes, etc. I always pick Nian because I Nian him. <laughs> that was horrible. Okay. That was horrible. But anyway, yeah. He also has the orbital strike on Walker Assault, which is awesome. You can just literally camp from uplink one to the last uplink just using your orbital strike on the walker. Even the um, pulse cannon does surprising yeah, a lot of one, damage. You one shot the uh, walker on skirmish, yeah, right? I shot the um, the walker straight in the head with the pulse cannon. It d- just blew up. I mean, I think it was pretty good health. Yeah, I remember it was like 75% full or something like that. I don't know, but I one-shot that thing. I, I was blown away by that. And then we also have... Oh, yeah. I also broke my record on skirmish mode with Nian. I think I got like 320 with Nian. I did have a little cheat technique. I did have Slade obviously giving me health as Leia. So, yeah, just kind of cheating. That is so good. I hope that in the future they have to do an update to Walker Salt where you can have two heroes. Or I hope they have as many heroes as you possibly can in Walker Salt. That would be awesome. Nian, I think, is the best hero for getting kills on Skirmish. If you have a little brother slaving away or something. What about heroes versus villains? Heroes versus villains, best hero. Lando's pretty good against Darth Vader. He's Especially with the update that they have. Uh, The... 
there's not like one best hero for heroes versus villains. There's combos. Okay, so let's go over the combos. Like best one combo of, is obviously Hondo. yeah, Hondo. Han and Lando is one of the best because the this trap is works really well. So you place that down in some in, in, inconspicuous area, then go with Han. They only think that one hero's over there. Also, that work. I think Leia and Luke's a good combo. Yeah, one spawns health, one uh, just goes into the battle. And then runs back and gets the health. And let's talk about Lando a little bit. Why don't you think he is the best on the on regular game modes? He's, I know he's a sniper as a gun, X8 knife sniper, but it's not really effective on long or open maps. Yeah. I mean, he's better in closed areas. I mean, he would have been better on Outer Rim. Dingar would also be better in Outer Rim. I think they should have did long range characters. Lando's health is pretty low. I mean, usually when I get him and I go after the uplinks, like a good hero should do on Sabotage that I love to play, like a good hero should go over there and try and claim those points. But I get destroyed. I mean, I go in there and within 30 seconds, I'm at like 15 health running for my life. It's 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 a lot like Greedo. I think Lando and Greedo have a, a lot of similarities between the those characters. The Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is supported by our patrons on Patreon, who allow us to upgrade to new hardware and keep up the hosting for the podcast. If you have some extra money and would like to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. If you don't have the money and would like to support the show, you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review, and that is just as helpful because all of the reviews help us to grow and give us great feedback. Thank you all so much for listening to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Here's the show. Then we have Han. So, what do you think about Han? I think he's a mediocre character. Yeah, he's not very good. I actually got Han on Sabotage, I think. Because he was either Leia or him. Yeah, Leia, Leia, Leia isn't particularly good on Sabotage maps. No, it might. Yeah, it was on a big Sabotage map. I mean, I got like 20 kills, but still. He's pretty bad. Why do you, why do you think that? Why do you think he's a bad character? He just that? seems to have less mobility, low running speed, and... It's wide. Uh, he's a wide guy to hit. Not calling him fat or anything. <laughs> I think it's due to his weapon. I mean, his weapon's pretty slow. Yeah, no, he shoot nine shots unless you use the um, rapid fire. Rapid fire, and then you have to wait for that cooldown. I think he has a really low health though. It's it's pretty on par with uh, Leia, but I think Leia should should uh, her health be nerfed if it's on like a hero mode where she can spawn in health. Because I find that I stay Leia forever. Let's talk about Leia a little bit. Leia, she used to be really good. But she still is good. But she's not like going to take on all the villains at once. She's going to stay back and support the villains. Especially if in your party she'll spawn. She'll um, stay back and let your, like Luke even, get health. Yeah, the good. if you're playing Heroes vs. Villains, this is a tip for you. Stay, if you are Luke, stay with your friends. Don't ever ever run off by yourself you will die within like a minute also if you're playing like the obviously there's five heroes now and four heroes at most in heroes versus villains yeah. you always need a luke on your team yes if the, if you do not have a luke on your team you need to be that luke because especially if you use the the strategy where you stay with your friends maybe by leia and let her spawn you health when you get low you will win almost every single time because you are staying in a group and the villains, usually the villains always stay in a group. Like I find the villains besides emperor, for some reason, the emperors always like to run off and go attack. Stone did good with emperor the other day, yesterday he took on, he killed like two heroes. 
by himself. Seems like they buff the health, how much it gives you. What do you think of Luke on regular game modes? He's good on enclosed areas. I wouldn't play him on Hoth. Yeah. <laughs> Though he looks... If you do play him on Hoth, you blend in. If you take, if you uh, retract your lightsaber and <laughs> run around, I was a stormtrooper and I saw a guy jumping around and I was like, what in the world is he doing? That's a crazy jump back. And then he whips out his lightsaber and destroys me. I was like, whoa, that's Luke. I also wanted to talk about the heroes versus heroes, villains versus villains glitch. Okay. I'm pretty sure they haven't patched it or anything. And plus, they just need to be patched. It's a fun little private match glitch. And plus, who cool. wouldn't want to play Greedo versus Darth Vader or something? Like like Emperor versus Darth Vader, Apprentice versus Padawan. You know? I hope Battlefront 2 EA has the the opportunity to have like a crazy game mode like that where you customize a game mode completely. You can like do the gravity or something like that. Time out. Edit what I just said out. I think I said Apprentice and Padawan. <laughs> Padawan. <laughs> well, anyway... Just edit that whole part out. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, you could play like Luke versus Han, Leia versus Han. And who who hasn't imagined a Luke versus Han scenario? I'm not sure 100% how to initiate this glitch, but I do know what you need. You need three players in a party. Okay. You start up a private match and you join it, and you usually will have you'll have two pers- two people on one team, another one on the other team, mm-hmm. and somehow you do team switching and mess with that. Well, anyway, Star Wars HQ has a video on it if you want to look it up. I don't think they have the original video. Battlefront Updates does that, I think. Then we have Skirmish Mode. So Skirmish is very different, like, when you're choosing a hero or villain. Basically, pick the one, you pick Leia, or you pick Dengar. On Skirmish Mode, I was experiencing a bunch of glitches where the, the boundary would glitch over me. So I'll be out of the boundary, and I'll be inside the boundary line. Nothing's wrong. Not black and not black and gray. Then and like I move one inch, it's on top of me, and it's like I saw an up uplink right in the the line where the boundaries are. So I had to run over there, and I almost made, almost lost my life because of that. I was at one second before I got out of it, and it sucks so bad when you are out of the boundary and you are like one inch from the boundary and you just disappear. That's why you do Dengar's Explosive Rush or Hurricane Strike. Yeah, that, that is a very good use for that a move. Reviewing all of the heroes, you still think Nian is the yes. best? Nian, yes. Nian is the best. Nian and Dengar. Nian and Dengar. Or Greedo, depending on your play style. Well, the problem with the hero side of the, the match is you have a bunch of support characters. Leia's a support character. Han is pretty much a support character because he can't really go by himself. And Nian is one of those camping types where you just run around behind your heroes and place bombs and that kind of stuff. You can easily clutch uh, heroes versus villains with Nian. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, one of our listeners in front of the podcast, 101057, he is a beast with Nian. We were playing uh, a private match with him and he destroyed every one of us. Depending on playstyle, say I am a person that wants to attack. Do I choose Luke? Do I choose Nian? Luke. What if I'm not good with lightsabers, which I am? Han. So Han. Han is. Uh, I think he's a middle of the road character where you can support and then you can attack if you want to. If if you're good enough with that character. And then we've got Leia. So Leia, you play supportively, but do you think she can attack and go in by herself? No. I personally don't think that. If you're a new Battlefront player, you pick Leia. 
to be honest. Yeah. That is, she's got such a good all-around type for uh, people that are just getting used to the game. You've got the shield, so you can get into that while people are swarming around you, spawn in your health, go get the health, run out of the tur- uh, run out of the shield, and then start getting more kills. Are you good playing loot, Sam? Not really. What do you think? Better that? with Darth. I, I am too. That is so weird. They both have lightsabers. They both have similar moves. Like Darth Vader has a ranged attack, which is the force choke and the lightsaber throw. And then Luke, he's got the charge attack where he runs and sl- um, saber rush. Saber rush. And then he's force got push. the force push. And they both so, have heavy strengths. Yeah, they are similar characters, but Darth Vader always wins. Darth Vader. If you're both the same skilled player, Darth Vader wins. Yeah. So. One of the things I hate about Darth Vader and Luke is their stupid, stupid... Delay times? Delay times, yes. I mean, you get hit once, and you are out of commission for like five seconds. Then, during those five seconds, you're most likely going to get hit again. There's another five seconds, and if Leia hits you with the... Trooper Bane? Leia hits you with Trooper Bane, or Lando hits you with the... Charge Blast. Charge Blast, or Han hits you with the... Lucky Shot. Lucky Shot. You are going to be destroyed. I mean, that's one of the reasons I almost beat hashtag shout out, hashtag shout out, Brett. Hashtag shout out. I beat Brett is because of that lag time. He was Darth Vader, I was Lando, and I was shooting him with my charge shot, shot, barely charging it because that's what you're supposed to do. You're just trying to like get it out as fast as possible. And then like the, the last second, charge it up completely. And I got him because of that, because of that stupid lag time. And it's good to even out the playing field if Luke didn't have it. But still, the if you are on the hero side, you are going to have a tough climb to the top of winning the like heroes versus villains. Yeah, Darth Vader is way too overpowered. He has the best health in the game. He has ranged melee blocking. So all he has to do is block all your blaster bullets until his force choke recharges or lightsaber, which they both recharge extremely fast luke's need to be fast force push should be an easy it only does 10 damage to heroes yeah so the force push i think it should be sped up in its charge time i also think they need to remove emperor palpatine's force block why do you think that on lightsabers he can block lightsabers yeah what i'm good with the blaster bullets but not lightsabers he can block lightsabers with i did not know that that's why stone beats luke out and the emperor like if you're going 1v1 against someone pick the emperor Emperor is extremely strong against one versus one. And then the the different types of gameplay that each one brings on the hero side isn't very different. Like on the the villain side, you've got the lightsaber guy. He he can do close up and ranged. Then you've got the Emperor, which is basically a support character, but he can go in range. Which matches Leia. Which matches Leia. Han matches Boba, which Boba's really good right now. And Bo- except for the fact that he can't melee. His his flamethrower lasts for a good seven seconds. Yeah. And then you, so I think Boba Fett is the most unique character in the game. I mean, he's got a jetpack that can fly away. He's got a flamethrower so he can go close up. He's got a pretty good weapon, the E3. If you get used to it, you can use that to great success. Then you've got the the missile launcher. Wrist rocket. Yeah, the wrist rocket. So he's a, he's a very unique character. Then you've got Dengar, who is a tank and supposed to run in and get out kind of character. Then Greedo is a glass cannon that's surprisingly good at sniping. And then on the hero side, you've got support characters, basically. 
Nian is a support character. Lando, what what kind of character do you think Lando is? He's kind of the running character. You run, place your shocking trap down. They get shocked, turn around, charge blast. Okay, so he he's pretty. I think he's the most unique on the hero side. Then you've he's got really fun. Leia. She's a support character. Then you've got Han, who's basically a support and attack character. Then you've got the the close up melee guy, which is Luke. This episode was brought to you by our patrons from Patreon. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast, and support the show. We would really appreciate you doing that. Now, you can contact us through our email, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com, to be a guest on the show or to give us some feedback of what you would like to see or suggest topics that you would like us to cover. If you want to be on the show, you can send us an email with the subject podcast guest and a topic. We do the podcast through Skype, so make sure you have a Skype account. If you were to record our intro, which is currently activate your personal shield and get your trait to level three, you can send that in, record it, and you can substitute personal shield for your favorite star card. And you can also say your name. I am a listener of the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Then activate your personal shield and get your trait to level three because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. If you want to contact us, our uh, Twitter is tie-dye sheep yt yeah you can you can talk star wars with us or you can just talk battlefront and um or suggest topics and that kind of stuff or you can find the instagram that sage runs at tie-dye sheep films so on there recently i've been posting some classic consoles that we have like uh, i've got the original game boy on there which is really cool we've got a whole set of that and that's all for this episode may the force be with you always